there's a lot of things you can do that don't have to be exorbitant, 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 exorbitant. Fuck! Exorbitant. What's the word? <laughs> exorbitant, exorbitant, exorbitant. You know what I mean. Expensive. Hello, and welcome to a little bit of everything podcast. I'm Allie, and I'm here with my co-host Scotty. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Allie. We are married and have six kids between us, ages ranging from 10 to 20. On this podcast, we chat about a little bit of everything. Our main focus is on dating, relationships, and parenting in a blended family household. We will talk about our finances, our careers, mental health, movies, and other things that impact our relationship with each other and our kids. This week, we are going to share advice on blended families. Scotty and I just did this with our kids, and I have previous experience on this as well. We will talk about what the experts recommend, considering impacts on the kids, and discussing our approach. During our prep, we started talking about what to do if things end, but we decided there was too much information, so we will go over the unwinding of a relationship in a future episode. What did the experts have to say well, in this article i was trying to understand you know what the priority between the relationship and the children because it has to be a balance and it does talk about the importance of a- allocating time to you know the children and maybe like you're saying maybe um it can be a different variety of it right all the kids maybe one-on-one with one kid um each other's kids also the priority of the relationship because the relationship sets the tone for the 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 household Mm -hmm. so it it showed that it is important to make sure that's in check too and i think i was telling you in in my well in my experience is if that relationship's not healthy then everything's focused on the children and then the family unit breaks um because the couple breaks and now you have a separated household Mm because you didn't take care of all the different relationships Mm -hmm. and your relationship with yourself as well, making sure you have time for yourself. Yeah, you, you need some time to, to unwind as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Some information that I read, the experts said to make sure you keep perspective. Like this is not going to be like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> There's going to be speed bumps and hiccups along the way. And so just keeping in mind that reality is going to hit and not having thoughts of doom when that happens. Yeah. It's, that's funny that you said that there's a guy at work that calls me because you, you're the Brady Bunch because we both have three <laughs> kids. So, well, kind of. But, yeah, you're right. It's not as easy. Even in the Brady Bunch, it wasn't easy. Um, but, yeah, that's a good point. And then I think we both agree you, you definitely got to support the kids mm-hmm. because um, – It's a huge transition for them and one they didn't ask for. Yeah. I think one big thing that I do intentionally with my parenting is allow my kids to have their feelings and express their feelings. There are boundaries around that, like you need to be respectful and consequences when that doesn't happen, but I always want them to be able to express their feelings. And sometimes that's hard because little kid emotions can be really big and feel overwhelming and unmanageable, especially because as parents, we want our kids to be happy. Mm -hmm. So then when they're not happy, you kind of want to be like, well, just don't do that. Don't feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) But 
it teaches them that these emotions are okay Mm -hmm. and that they're totally normal and it teaches them to label them and deal with them. And so I think when you give your kids those tools, then they're able to more like self-soothe and self-regulate and it will help them with their relationships, both with the step parent or, you know, your partner that you're living with and the other siblings that may be involved. The parenting style might be a little bit different. When I support your kids, I, I listen, but I try not to, um, to comment, but I want to support them. Mm-hmm. So that's important. I want to show them that I'm here to support them in any way I can. And also my kids, of course, but it's... Well- you're able to provide support to them and to me by observing from a different lens as not one of their parents. So if you see or hear something, you can then share it with me privately and I can do whatever with whatever the topic is, whatever that information is. I can then be a better mom. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, um, stepchildren, what I've learned, they're, they they share a lot. I think they see you as a if if at least I feel that that maybe they confide in me like a friend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I just got to be careful what I do with this well, information. And what, and what but you I do, say back too? Yeah, I try to say, hey, Allie, this is um, this is something that came up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, what do you think? Yeah. So we happen to have our kids at the same time and then not have our kids at the same time. So we prioritize each other. We prioritize, we prioritize each other when we have the kids too, just in a different way. But we make sure that when we don't have them, that we are focused on spending time with each other, making sure that we're connecting during that time so that then when we have them, and there are those days like there, like this week when we were just constantly interrupted that we're not feeling depleted in our relationship. And then when we have the kids, we make sure that we're, our activities are focused on them. Not everything is for them, but like one of the things that I, that I like to do, I can't do it all, all the time because we have them you know, on weekends and stuff, but I like to make sure that any errands I have, I do as often as I can without them so that I'm not taking time away from them to go do my errands. Mm-hmm. And so then when they're, when they're with us, we can focus on them. And then the one-on-one time that we spend with them or that we create something that they can do your kids and my kids together, which can be difficult because of the age range, but I feel like we've been pretty good at it. Yeah. I think we're very inclusive in all our activities. We try to make sure everybody has an opportunity to be a part of what we're doing mm-hmm. and when you're saying you do your errands, I know sometimes you, you might do it during the day, but sometimes we do it around some activity that we've, like maybe I'll do something with them and that will give you a free time to do an errand. You're not, so we're, we're, they're still inclusive. They're in part of something. Mm-hmm. They're not missing that. We're, they're part of the, um, they're there. They're with us. We're putting our focus on them. And the only time that we really ever do anything without them when we have them is when, everybody goes into their rooms and gets on their iPads or whatever. And they're, they're content. They don't, they're not looking for that and we're not forcing it. Um, And it's okay to have that downtime. It's awesome. And, and, and then we always have at least 
you know, an hour or some time at night, we're mm-hmm. gonna we know we're gonna eventually hang out for a little bit. And you're right, we have days where we have plenty of time to connect, and we wouldn't necessarily have that if it wasn't for the way our schedules are. So we mm-hmm. are pretty fortunate because if we were their parents solely mm-hmm. we, 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 <laughs> well and some blended families may not have that or if you have children together after you blend your families right so an important aspect of that would be making sure you carve out time together so having a babysitter um, or family who can watch your kids so that you can still have date nights and time to connect or if they're you know, if they're really little and maybe sleeping more, you may be tired too as parents, but making sure that you're using the time to take care of yourself and rest, but also connect with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So experts also say that it's important to make new traditions. I was trying to think about this. Do we have any tr- new traditions that we do? I don't know. I I, I know that uh, I have brought traditions like getting each kid an ornament each year or um, our least favorite, least favorite and favorite thing at dinner. Mm -hmm. There was something that we did and I just, I don't remember what it was, but. Well, the one thing I do know is that they all have stockings. Yes. That's a new tradition. Yes. And my kids picked out your kids stockings, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And then you, you introduced the thought of ornaments for the new house. So now I have that too. And that tradition starting with this oh, right. blended family. So that's mm-hmm. a tradition. I know it's, we'll, we'll probably get more, but you know, that's, that's, that is something. Having a set of household rules, which we're going to go into in more detail in a little bit, but you have rules that everybody needs to follow. And it's not like your kids are following your rules and my kids are following my rules. Like there will be some of that individually with parenting each kid Mm -hmm. but having a blanket of universal rules for everybody is really important when you don't see your children that often and when you see them there's certain things that i think they should still clean their dishes and do things but you feel like boy i only get to see them for two days like in my case or three days maybe and I, i i feel bad making them do chores when i just want them to have fun you know what i mean so how do i I don't think I've learned, I don't, I need to, I think that's something I haven't figured out how to set some rules, even though, you know, yeah, I see you're here, but we still pick up after each, each other and we try to. No, pick up after ourselves, not each other. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm so I, I pick up after them. It shouldn't be that way. Everyone should pick up their own stuff and even their dishes is not that hard to rinse a dish because, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's something I think I would like to try to encourage a little bit more. But Expecting speed bumps, like I mentioned before, everything's not gonna be perfect. One thing you can do to help this is give kids predictability. So when my kids were much younger, even when I was um, a single mom, uh, our transition day, which is the day that they come from the other parent's house to uh, my house, mm-hmm. it could can be really challenging because they're going from one family, one environment, one set of rules and expectations to the other family mm-hmm. and environment and rules and expectations. And for young children in particular, but any any age child, 
that can be really hard for them. And that's where those big emotions come from. On Wednesdays, they would come back to me during that time. And every Wednesday after school, we would say, you know, forget homework for a second, forget, you know, chores, responsibilities. And every Wednesday was easy bake oven Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we would, they would, I had these little kits. They would pick out what they wanted to make. We would mix it up. They would tell me, you know, about their day at school or their time at their dad's. And we would cook the easy bake oven stuff. Then they knew, you know, Wednesday morning when they wake wake up throughout the day, they're not wondering, like, what are they coming home to? And it really helped regulate and provide stability for those emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, after we did that, then we could resume normal life. And it didn't mean that those big emotions didn't come, but it certainly helped with that transition day. Yeah, I, I think that's that's great. It, it, it makes it... It makes it less um, stressful, I would think, because you mm-hmm. know what's happening. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really important for children, too. And I think it's, it's helpful for parents because, you know, you, you haven't seen your kids. In my case, the longest time period that I don't have them is five days. And at the end of that five days, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see you, you know. And I'm picturing and romanticizing it in my head like, running into into the house with open arms to give me a hug and oh mom I missed you I love you and it's not like that yeah. and so it, it helps me too that when they then have those big emotions I haven't created this version of how it was going to go and then get upset and hurt you know because it's not their fault yeah when we come into a new situation we already know we've we've fallen in love, right? <laughs> we know that's done. Mm-hmm. But now um, it's time to um, meet the kids. And um, it sometimes it doesn't happen right away. And I think I, I know I am starting to have feelings for your kids for sure after a, this period of time. And I don't know how it works the other way. But I know that um, it could take some some time for both parents to... To, to 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 develop feelings they and um and comfort with each other's children so it it, it may not happen overnight mm-hmm. and um but as i think if you if you're pay, as a parent as an adult you gotta <laughs> not take it too personal but it yeah it's not gonna happen overnight you gotta yeah. be patient it might it may happen quick with some i think it depends on it probably depends on the personality of the parent, the other your partner and and your kids too. Like there you may see a connection between one of them grow more because of their personality types, right? Like they have more things in common or similar sense of humor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, not everyone is a is a kid person, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Like some people are like, I like my kids and that's it. You know, I love kids. And so I I wanted to be a teacher when I was younger because I just love kids. I love babysitting. I love hanging out with kids. So I feel like for me, I can connect with kids easier than some people. But that doesn't mean that people who don't connect with kids are like bad people or anything. Yeah. It's just a different (laughs) feeling. Different type of personality. Yeah. Making sure you experience real life with the kids. So 
don't be a Disneyland parent all the time. Of course, when you first get together, um, part of like, it's easier to connect with kids if they're doing something fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this guy's great. (laughs) Like all we do is get ice cream all the time. He's buying us stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But eventually, you know, you're going to hit reality, which is, you know, something where the kids misbehave or they're disrespectful to you or whatever. And if you don't have a foundation of um, respect where they understand that like, you're not just there to be their best friend and give them stuff, then that's going to be a problem. I think a lot that also, I I think if you don't always be, I mean, don't be a prick. I mean, you got to be a nice person, Mm -hmm. but I think setting a tone should tell them and it may not feel good, but that you care and that you want, you're looking out for their best interests. Um, if there's a situation where you might um, correct them or something, just because you're you're not disciplining them, you're just saying, "Hey, that's maybe not." You're trying to you're trying to be protective of them, and they see that side of you, and hopefully they um, they know you can't always be fun, and you may not you may be going through some stuff and be stressed. Um, but yeah, but like you said, you, you're not always going to be able to just take them places. Sometimes you have to be, you got to get into work or do. Sometimes you got to make them do the dishes. Sometimes you, yeah. Or sometimes I got to tell you to make them do the dishes. Uh-huh, <laughs> no, that's not my role. No, but yeah, it's a, there's a point where you can't, it's, and it's tiring to be, you can't always be up and doing things and it's expensive. <laughs> So at some point you got to say, you know, I'm sorry, I don't think we can do this tonight. And it may, it may not sound good, but hopefully there's other things you can do. And we know like play games and stuff. And yeah, so that's, I think that's a good point. I think, um, <laughs> yeah. And part of that is insisting on respect. And I want to point out, this is like in our, in our example, I, insist to my kids that they are respectful to you and when they are not I want you to tell me so that then I can correct it with them like it's not your job and we're going to go into different parent parenting and um step parenting styles just a little bit just a touch on it Mm -hmm. but in in our relationship I I have set a boundary that I don't want you to discipline them and I don't think you want to either. No, I want to be. I want to be the good guy. Yeah, <laughs> I want to so, be the Disneyland guy, right? No, no, no. But I'm you're, joking. You're not. Um, I mean, you you ask them. You know, if they say like, like if you see them with, I don't know, ice cream or soda. Did you ask your mom? Well, they'll say they'll ask me for stuff, and I'm like, Did you ask your mom? Gee, I don't care. But <laughs> right. I said, Wait a minute. What's your mom? What's what's mom say? What's what's her? <laughs> But the respect is is a non-negotiable, so they need to respect you. Um, Limit the expectations on your kids. So similar to what I was saying about the transition day, don't expect that they're just going to be fine with everything all the time, that they're going to fall in love with your partner the way that you did, that they're not going to argue with the stepkids or the kids that they're living, your partner's kids. I mean, it's just, it's not going to be... We have a low bar lifestyle right here mm-hmm. with the with the kids. Don't force the relationship. Let the child set the pace. So if you're like constantly, you know, inviting them to play a video game with you 
and or play a game, do a puzzle, and they are rejecting you, mm-hmm. that's okay. Like it's not about you; it's about them mm-hmm. and setting the pace. So after you've done that a few times, letting them come to you with what they want to do. If they're receptive to it, then keep doing it. I I generally what I if they ever ask me to do something with them, I, I usually do it because mm-hmm. I want to let them know that I'm up to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So at least they have that side. And I know it's not going to always be the same the other way, but I'm the adult and I, it, I should show the, inter- I should, I should make the effort, I think in the beginning. Um, but yeah, like you said, but I'm, a, but don't force it. So I want to embrace those opportunities mm-hmm. when they come. Mm-hmm. One way you can do that is use routines to bond with them. Mm-hmm. So our least favorite and favorite thing at dinner, mm-hmm. I make um, snacky plates. I, I don't know if we've talked about that on here. I'm sure we've mentioned it a few times, but those are, <laughs> that, that's fun because they're, well, go ahead. Tell them about it. So I make charcuterie boards <laughs> with, uh, I should have had you say that word. Charcuterie. <laughs> Chocolate, you know, fuck that word too. Snacky plates. Um, yeah, we do, we do call them snacky plates. And so every holiday or even like the little ones like St. Patrick's day or Easter or whatever, I'll put together a plate and it will have, um, sometimes it'll be healthy. Sometimes it'll be kind of fun and sweets and stuff, junk food, but that's something that kind of brings everyone together. Um, kids can say what they like and don't like on it. They can help you make it. You yeah. Know? That, I think it, that's a, that. Snacky plate mm-hmm. is a cool way to get people involved in so many ways, creating it, eating it. I know you like to create, you know, make the art of it, take a picture, but it is fun. It I, is. I think it, I is, think it is to help a little bit. Yeah. It is hard for me when the kids want to help because I'm like, it's not going to be the way I want it. They're going to fuck up my shit. <laughs> no, you have them do one on the side. Here's your snacky plate. But I love that they want to be involved in it and, you know, it's it feeds their creativity too. I, I wanted to say something. Um, <laughs> I the so the favorite least favorite thing I when we started doing that, I enjoyed doing that with Allie's kids, and then uh, my kids did it too. And the first thing they do is, "What's the worst thing you had to you know? What's the worst thing that happened?" And they're like, "Well, Seth being here." They start you know pointing ripping fingers my, at each other. And, and my kids, they kind of. Um, hey, what do you call it? roast each other? Yeah, that's their love language. And so I, I had to kind of say hey guys the next time they came over I'm like try to say something not about each other mm-hmm. you know you know that's you know and so i think the i think i think they've done better with that oh yeah for <laughs> sure but yeah that but it is a good thing it's a fun thing to do and then each kid is individual so show an interest in their interests um my oldest son is very techie and very he le- he likes video games and so you've been able to communicate with him on that he's also into politics which i don't know if you've talked to him about as much well, but I, we have had some conversations about that i've been the side uh listener of their of their discussions <laughs> nodding my head <laughs> but it's still it's still interesting I, at least i i am listening mm-hmm. I, I may not necessarily follow but i'm listening <laughs> and then um my middle child, I think you two bond over talking, but I think you also bond over food. Yeah. You know, when we, we went to get the, um, actually both kids are good at this. 
when we have a project like with her, we had to get stuff for the the, the dog. Mm-hmm. And, and you should have saw us. We were probably there way longer than anybody should be, but it was fun. Uh, your older daughter. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, picking up collars. We were jokingly sending pictures to you, but we did it. It was it, so yeah. That was fun to to, to engage in that activity. Mm-hmm. And then I think with my youngest, you bond over a sense of humor. Yeah, she's pretty funny. She she's definitely got a good sense of humor. So yeah, I try, I, I know there's a little hazing there too. I think, <laughs> but it's okay. I it's cute. So. And then I don't know if you've seen an example of a way that I bond with your son. Well, I think you show an interest for sure. I mean, I think it's clear that um, there's some adjustments my son's going through, and Allie's been very supportive and, you know, providing information and helping buy, you know, things for like cosplay, that mm-hmm. thing. You helped him with that. And um, I think it means a lot to him um, that, you, that you show interest. And I know that at some point, if we get more time, that you guys will probably be able to interact more maybe one-on-one and mm-hmm. there's some things you can share with him that I just might not be able to. Consequences and rewards should be the same. So the, the universal family rules that we um, mentioned briefly and are going to go into mm-hmm. uh, the consequences need to be the same and the rewards need to be the same. So I think for our kids, it's a little bit different because we don't really ask a lot globally for them because their age differences and their time here is mm. even though we have the same schedule the time the amount of time is different mm-hmm. it wouldn't be right if you know they broke they broke a rule and i took my kid's ipad away for a day and you took your kid's ipad away for five days or whatever right yeah so the consequences need to match on both sides mm-hmm. and it might be easier to play favoritism toward the kids that aren't yours because they don't it pay, is. they don't piss you off in the same way yeah there's more of a um that there's an emotional hit to you that doesn't hit me the same way when things aren't right maybe they're crying mm-hmm. it doesn't hit me it, it still sucks i don't like it but i know it tears your heart when things are not when they're not feeling well or they're but yeah, so yeah, I can I can absorb that a little bit better because mm-hmm. you know I have a little bit of distance, but I still care. Yeah. Make sure you give everyone their own space. This can be hard if you have a house where kids have to share rooms, maybe. But making sure that they have a place that they can go that's just theirs, or if they are sharing a room, giving them time and space, maybe they need to get away, you give your room Mm -hmm. for an hour for them to just block out everything else. Make sure they have their own, you know, space in the closet or a shelf in the pantry. (laughs) Something that they can identify as this is just mine. I pictured like Harry Potter in a closet. Like that was his space. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, (laughs) well, we do have the Hobbit hole downstairs. Actually, you know what? And the kids have been in there, you know, playing. So, yeah. We call the uh, we call we have a closet that that's under our stairs, and it goes it goes pretty deep under the stairs. Yeah, and, and I mean you can you can go sit in there. And there, if there's jackets in the front, so you can kind of hide behind there. Mm-hmm. So like we call little, that the Hobbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> I call it the Harry Potter hole, but yeah, yeah, same idea. There are lots of different ways that you can 
parent and step parent. There are lots of different styles. There is no one right way. There are million million right ways to do this. So you need to talk to your partner about what works best in your family when blending families and how you're going to parent each other's kids, if at all. Mm-hmm. We subscribe to one that is called Nacho Nacho <laughs> Nacho Parent. <laughs> it's uh where does that derive from? Is that from <laughs> Well though there's a woman who created it and I can link her stuff in the show notes. I heard it years ago, so I don't I don't know if she's still around, I'm sure, on social media or whatever. It, it, she calls it Nacho Mom. Is that is that just is that an acronym or is that just kind of like it's a cute phrase? Cute, like for not your. It might be an acronym. I was wondering, is it? Well, you know what? We could try to make one up, but. <laughs> but basically, I'm the parent to my kids. You're the parent to your kids. Mm-hmm. You and I can talk to each other if there's an issue mm-hmm. in privacy, but I hand out the discipline to my kids and you hand out the discipline to your kids. Mm-hmm. We're not parenting each other's kids. And that has worked really well for us because I think it doesn't create this uh, conflict where my kids are now being introduced to a new uh, sort of authority figure, right? It's like a third. Wouldn't it be a third? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you got mom, dad, and now stepdad. Yeah. And they got step, oh, yeah. stepmom at the other house, right? And we don't, we can't control that side. Nope. So introducing this person and then letting them do the discipline creates this conflict mm-hmm. with the kid they want to they want to rebel and so this way like you said you're you're always the good guy which is not true you're not always the good guy but it it, it relieves this burden of relationship between the two of you mm-hmm. but you know what i like i i try to do this with your children and you do it all the time too when they do something that's clever or, or um, come up with a cute phrase or draw something that's like a good piece of art mm-hmm. I, and or complete a puzzle i always say you know uh, i'm and i generally do say how, how wonderful i go that's pretty smart what you just said or look what you cooked i go I, that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. so i try to do that and i don't know if maybe i mean it, it i think it's nice to show that you care and that you support what they do i i, I I think we have it part of our list because it's it it is important. Mm-hmm. They need to know that the other parent actually cares that you're doing good things. So regarding your exes, this new partner in your life is not a replacement for that person. You're not trying to replace their dad mm-hmm. or mom. And that is sort of reinforced by the nacho parent thing too, mm-hmm. right? Um so making sure that's clear to your kids is important, that their their other parent is still their other parent and will you know will always be only that mom or dad for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But this is someone else who's coming into their life who can play another role. You got to be mindful of this. So if you're going through, like with, with me and my ex, we're, we're working through some custody stuff and then it's... Um, it's hard, like when Allie tells stuff to me, I tell things to her. We do want us to have time with our children and protect them, but we don't necessarily need to talk to the children about what we're doing. So that's something that um, you got to be careful because um, that I don't know how that. 
I think it's important to, sh- to say that you want to see your children, but you, the legal shit, that kind of thing, maybe is not something you should be talking about, or certainly not about the ex-partner. You can talk about them, but generally not in a disrespectful way, because that is the mother of, that's their mom or their dad, and by golly, I, I hope they love them. I hope my, my you know, they need... I try to be supportive when they talk about their dad, right? Your children. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what did your dad do? What does he like to do? Because I want them to know that I, I know that they love him and that's important. And I think that's great. Um, so I don't talk negatively about them. And I don't think, I mean, I'm not saying I don't talk negatively about my ex, <laughs> but we do sometimes, but it's n- probably not a good idea. It's um, 100% not a good idea. It isn't. And it comes up. <laughs> sometimes you get stressed. It comes out and... I know you got. It's sometimes hard not to react when things happen, but as a as a general rule, it's best not to talk neg- negatively about your ex or your partner's ex, and also talk about custody arrangements around mm-hmm. the children. Yeah, any custody issues that you talk about will ju- it'll just put a burden on your kids. That's it's unnecessary for them. They're supposed to be children and enjoying their life. So listing any custody issues, that's, that's an adult issue. It's not for your children. Mm -hmm. And then speaking negatively about your, about the the other co-parent, your kids are going to figure out who that person is on their own. They don't need your help. So anything that you tell them, they will eventually just resent you and it will drive a wedge between you. Mm -hmm. If you just wait it out, which I have done, (laughs) they figure it out. And, you know, we're raising smart kids. Yeah. They they know what's up. Yeah. So it is really important not to speak negatively about co-parents in front of any of the kids. The one thing you can do is be tell your truth to them about life right and have faith that they see that Mm -hmm. we've been talking about the universal house rules for everybody i don't know that we necessarily well i know we didn't we didn't sit down and have a family meeting about this to discuss if you have if you have younger kids or more time where your kids are overlapping this this may be necessary so that you can communicate clearly to everybody so this is just kind of the implied universal list for mm-hmm. our house. Yeah. Treat everyone with respect and kindness. Uh, pick up after yourself. Always ask before taking or entering someone's room and just grabbing stuff. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> right. Don't, I mean, don't generally do that. If you, um, if you happen to see something in the common area that belongs, that you know belongs to someone else, don't just take it. You have you need to ask first. Especially if it's a bag of chips or chocolate. Uh, <laughs> and then for entering, even if the door is open, but especially if it's closed, you should knock first. Yes, bathroom doors and bedroom doors, <laughs> yes. as we've learned twice. Mm-hmm. Dinner is family time. Mm-hmm. No electronics. Yeah, that's something that it's harder to, uh, to implement with the, the adult kids. But if you can, you know, it's general a good idea. Uh, or try your best to do that. Um, and use your manners. You know, I'm sure we know the basics. Mm-hmm. The relationship that you're having with your partner, in order to preserve that, Uh, Making sure that you have your couple time, like we mentioned before, is very important. 
Um, also unified parenting support. So when I do discipline my kids, you're not standing there disagreeing with me, mm -hmm. right? Or if you know that something is a rule and you see them doing the opposite, you're not disciplining them, but you just say, hey, did you talk to your mom about that? Yeah. It's a really non-threatening way. Yeah. It gives them the opportunity to reflect on what they're doing. Some of the challenges you may come across will be due to age differences. For us, this is the ability to find things that everybody likes to do, whether mm. it's a movie or a game or an activity outside the house, that because that covers both ages and personalities, right? It's. I think now that your youngest is getting t to an age that's older i think it's getting easier to to kind of sure um like shows and stuff pictionary game nights the things all the games we do seem to be inclusive mm -hmm. foosball the table the the board table that you talked about on a other episode if you have a, a wide gap in age differences sometimes how they interact with each other might be challenging too mm -hmm. when you do come across challenges Making sure you may not you may not be able to predict what they all are ahead of time, mm -hmm. but when they come up, just take a break, talk to your partner about it in privacy later after the kids have gone to bed, after if there's any emotions for either of you around it, after you've calmed down, come up with a plan of how you want to handle something in the future that you're both on the same page about. It's equal for all of the kids and fair. When I have stricter boundaries for my kids and they see yours having more freedom just talking about that and making sure a minimum set of requirements for everybody mm -hmm. is important mm -hmm. uh challenges in in birth order too so this happened where in in our situation where now your youngest is no longer the youngest yeah that's interesting yeah he has two younger siblings mm -hmm. instead of you know one of three they're now one of six yeah that's an interesting concept and so the challenges that can present and not necessarily that he he's now no longer going to be the you know the baby of the family or whatever because he's a little bit older my kids are a little bit older our situation is a little bit different because we didn't blend our families when the kids were much younger mm -hmm. which i think can highlight a lot more of this mm -hmm. the personality of my youngest who is the baby of the family mm -hmm. may conflict with it hasn't happened, but could conflict with the other ba the other baby of the family, right? Like me. Well, <laughs> absolutely, a hundred percent. No, yeah. Is that you know they're used to being whatever surrounds being the baby of the family, and then now someone else is has that too. So yeah. birth order um, can provide its own set of challenges. Yeah, gender. So if you have someone who's like the only boy or the only girl, and then you throw them in a mix with three of the opposite, or if you have uh, two boys who are brothers and of a certain age, and then you throw another brother who's in sim similar age in the middle of that, mm -hmm. you know, can, can the other brothers gang up on the one? on the new one, you know, or can one of them bond with other and the other one gets jealous because they're not bonding as much. These are examples of challenges that could happen. Yeah. Coping with new situations 
vacation, family traditions, daily schedule. So if we have a family tradition and, you know, one of your kids doesn't like it and everything goes sideways, you know, how do you, how are you going to handle that? Allow their emotions to be expressed respectfully. So, um, you want to give an example? Like you can say, I'm angry about X, Y, Z, but you can't say, I hate you. Enlist help if needed. I'm guessing in this sense, are we talking about like a therapist or, um, or a, or a babysitter <laughs> to know both? Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's fan, friends, family, there's certainly, um, therapists that can help if, if, uh, things aren't mixed and we're, uh, we definitely are a proponent of therapy. We're not experts. Um, so if you have any, any questions or any doubt, you should go to an expert. Mm-hmm. If things end, um, what do you do? And we're going to go into that next episode, but you know, that's something that you don't think about, but you know, some, 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 some I guess you should dedicate a little time to that. There is a really great article that I will link in our show notes, which you can find in the podcast description on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. The article is by Dr. Anne Louise Lockhart, where she shares important messages that step parents can send their stepkids. It's a tips for blended families. And I just, I didn't want to list everything, but it was a really good article. So I wanted to cite it. Mm-hmm. Next week, we will talk about the different stages of life and dating. Have you ever dated someone who doesn't have kids or dated a widower? Do you have older kids, but your partner has younger kids? Tune in to hear our thoughts on the pros and cons of dating someone in a different stage of life, along with things to consider when you meet someone in a different stage of life than you. We will also chat about grieving the end of a relationship, whether it was your decision or their decision, whether it ended well or in a dumpster fire, we will help you navigate those feelings of grief and get you some closure. And then also, as Scotty mentioned, what to do surrounding the kids Mm -hmm. in the event that that happens. At the end of every episode, we go over our currently list, which is a list of a little bit of everything going on in our lives this week. We will post the list on our Instagram at pod a little bit of everything. We would love to read about your currently in the comments. And I saved a blank template in our highlights for you to use. Please tag us if you post it so that we can see it. Scotty, what are you currently thinking? Too much. What I'm trying to think, I'm trying not to think, like try not to act. <laughs> and I really am trying to be in the present and it's so hard (laughs) to to be in the but that's what i'm trying to do is not think okay what are you currently wearing and this uh, this is boring i'm wearing sweats for the last few days uh we're working from home well i'm working from home so i'm taking advantage of that what are you currently dreaming uh about going to Hawaii, where it's coming, so it's going to become a reality. And I'm thinking about the beaches and the and the palm trees swaying at night, and the stars, and just the warmth at night. And the sound of the waves instead of my app. Yeah, I'll <laughs> my actually, we'll, we'll, app. we'll have the real McCoy. Yeah. And what are you currently wanting? Well, I'm 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 wanting to find a, a marriage counselor. We're um, doing some more of a. Um, preventative stuff we want to encourage that some people think um 
either your damage or things are wrong. But we said, well, why not do it while you're still healthy and not do it when things are bad? And there are things that you can always work on. So I'm looking, I'm wanting that. And what are you currently listening to? And I can't believe you put this again. Uh, so when I was at work on Wednesday, my coworker said that I need to get you the uh, uh, the sweatshirt that they have that says like, bye. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to listen to this next week <laughs> if we do this. But what about your book? Which, oh yeah, I did read that. Yeah. I, I've been, I, I only read this. I, I was listening to a summary of a book. I could include that next week. All right. I'll talk about. I have a book that you guys. It's it deals with that present stuff, being okay. in the moment. Um, so I listened to Smartless, but this is important because <laughs> this week it plays into what's happening for us. Um, so I it was with Keanu Reeves, um, and I think everybody loves Keanu Reeves. Oh, absolutely! So, I'm going to listen to that episode. Yeah, it's it it it. it, it I'm not going to give a lot, but he he talks a little bit about um, where he grew up. where the name comes from and it's fucking fascinating he's got an interesting background that's cool so they do reveal i like it because when when a celebrity asks celebrities of another one they can get away with shit because they're not a fan and they respect them as artists so they can ask those questions and so it's it's fun so yeah listen to it and what are you currently watching so we just (laughs) (laughs) and it sucks because i've seen it but i it, it I'll sit next to We saw John Wick 3 again. and Well, you've seen it, but you didn't remember the last <laughs> quarter of it. I'm like, I must have fell asleep during it because I think it came out in 2019. So maybe I was still going through some recovery. Um, but we're going to be seeing John Wick 4 this weekend. And I'm excited because now so Allie, excited. Yeah, Allie's seeing all three and she hadn't seen them. And it was, it's been fun, right? Yes. I can't believe I hadn't sing, seen a single one. Yeah. I'm glad that. You've seen them, and now we're we're on par. It just came out, so we're we're gonna see that. Okay, so Allie, what are you thinking? I'm thinking about schoolwork. I started school on the twentieth, and I'm taking shortened, like expedited semesters. So instead of like a twelve or sixteen week course for a semester, I have six or eight weeks, and it's just. A lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you wearing? I'm wearing regular shoes. I was wearing an, an orthopedic boot for a little bit, and it's off. And I'm actually feeling a lot better the last couple of days. I think uh, the kids were taking out their stress on the boot the other night. Oh my god! I walked in, and my youngest is like jumping around. I'm like, "You're gonna hurt your foot." They both touched that boot that <laughs> night. It was weird. Okay, what are you dreaming? So this is a literal dream because I I would actually love to dream of Hawaii, but uh, I have this reoccurring dream about a lack of privacy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm dreaming. Okay. Uh, what are you wanting? Physical health. Okay. Mostly my foot. My yeah. Ankle. I, yeah. I, I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> what are you listening to? A friend just sent me this song called Use Me by Story of the mm. Year, and it's really good, and I've been listening to that. Yeah, quite a, quite a few times. That's okay. Great. What are you watching? Love is Blind season four, and we have some villain era ladies on this <laughs> season. There are two women who uh, I am like, I cannot stand them. I think they're well. One of them in particular is really awful, but the other one, I don't know. She's kind of starting to grow on me. Yeah, this is a, the season. 
the women yeah check it out it's it's good all right well thanks for sharing Mm -hmm. i think previously they hadn't had as much dramatics i've Um, never yeah those three seasons i don't know if i've seen two women that vicious or that uncaring or whatever Mm -hmm. the hell they are yeah just cancers in this thing Mm -hmm. um but the guys are really nice this round except for that one guy but you guys you got to check it out because you got to see it for yourself we did talk about maybe doing um an episode or two on different dating uh shows yeah tv shows so yeah guys if you if you listen to our show you better start catching up on these lovely lines so that's one of them <laughs> yeah because they're gonna have spoilers that for one, sure there's definitely that one was the farmer's Farm, wife farmer needs a wife farmer needs a wife <laughs> um there wasn't there another one that we joe millionaire if we can finish it um but yeah i think it would we think it would be fun to see yeah compare those things be sure to follow us and check us out on Instagram at pod a little bit of everything and on TikTok at ALBOE underscore pod for more content. If you have any topic suggestions or a question you would like to submit, you can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok. Check out the Patreon for bloopers, more private details of our lives and dating services that we offer. We would love it if you would rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave feedback in your comments there as well. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit of Everything podcast. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, hit the subscribe button and your device will notify you when our next episode is released. Guys, thank you for listening and be safe out there. Like and subscribe, comments, notifications. Love you. Love your show. Bye.